I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder's very own Wacky Wednesday. Here we are with Wacky 39. You got it. Yay! Good job. I have two. Awesome. How many you have? One and then a few listener tales. So just let's sandwich them. Bebop around. Okay, I'll go first. A single flea bite caused a Texas man to lose several limbs over the past month. Lacey says. Oh my gosh, this, don't tell me this. So there are more than 2,500 different types of flea species found around For the world, real? but only four are known to severely affect your health, according to the CDC. And of those... 2,500 flea species. Only 300 are found in the U.S. 300? I thought there was just one. I thought there was just one as well. Well, no. Like, there's... What? I don't know, but those are disgusting. Oh, my God. So, um, Michael Kohlhoff, 35, was admitted to the hospital with what he thought was the flu. As the day progressed, he was transferred to the ICU and became a septic. Mm. He was put on a vent, treated with numerous antibiotics, and entered dialysis. And the doctor spent the next 24 hours trying to determine a diagnosis. So by the end of June, his family was informed that they needed to say their goodbyes. But he woke up out of his haze about a week and a half later. Doctors told the family the reason he experienced sepsis to begin with was because he had contracted typhus, which the flea bite, from the flea bite, and it also caused the tissue death in both of his hands and feet. Ugh. How do you know it was a flea bite? That's my question. I've never heard of this in my, in my life. Oh, I misread. In both his hands and feet, not both of his hands and feet. Typhus. But both of his hands have been amputated up to his forearms, and doctors are still trying to assess what parts of his feet can be saved. He's undergone a number of surgeries to get him back on the road to recovery, and his family has set up a GoFundMe account to help offset the cost of these medical treatments. Michael has strength and will be undergoing an excruciating number of surgeries, therapies, and rehabilitation, mostly to restore activities of daily living. But he shouldn't have to be worried about financial pain as well, his mother said. Mm. Some fleas carry viruses that cause human diseases like the plague, flea-borne murine typhus, cat scratch disease, and flea-borne parasites like tapeworms. I thought you got tapeworms from cat poop. No, that's ringworms. No, no, ringworm is like on the skin. It's not actually a worm. It's like a skin rash. Don't you get that from cats, though? Yeah, okay. yeah cats can have it. Jack's had it when he was a kitten, and he kept giving me ringworm. I kept giving it back. It was a nightmare. I had a ringworm once when I was a little girl, and my grandma, sweet little grandma with her little wives' tails, had me pick a green walnut um, out of the oh, yard <laughs> and cut it in half. And then she rubbed it on the ringworm and it set well, it. My arm was on fire. And then she told me to go bury it in the yard and don't tell her where it was. And my ringworm would go away. And it did. Yeah. Well, it's like a fungal infection. So maybe there's something in 
Walnuts. I don't know. Maybe my grandma was a witch. Maybe she was. So um, the typhus that Michael contracted came from a flea, his family said. He did not develop swelling or a rash where the flea had bit him, which could have potentially allowed doctors to treat the disease earlier. So I guess they ran tests, just tests to figure out how he got I would think that... It's super rare to get typhus in the U.S., so that's just so weird to me. It's transmitted to people by infected animals like rats, cats, oh. or possums. Possums eat fleas. Well, the bite generally breaks the skin, causing a wound. And since fleas poop when they feed, so every time you get bit by a flea, it's also shitting on you. <laughs> the poop is rubbed into the wound or any other wound. And you can also contract typhus if you breathe in infected flea poop or rub it into your eyes. So what if you pulled a flea off of you and smushed it with your fingernail and then got distracted and then scratched your eye? You could get it. I just bought more flea spray for our yard because fleas have been so freaking bad this year. So symptoms begin within two weeks after contact. Most common symptoms are fever and chills, body aches, muscle pain, loss of appetite, nausea and vomiting, and a rash. But I feel like that's symptoms to everything. That is tick bites, mosquito bites. Can I, I mean, I don't know. The flu, just a fucking yeah. cold. COVID. COVID. Just everything, yeah. Pregnancy. Yeah. For so real. Typhus is normally treated with an antibiotic known as doxycycline. I'm allergic to that, so I guess I would just have my arms cut off. Oh, man. They'd probably have another one for you. And people who are treated right away after symptoms begin are usually quick to recover. The disease does not spread from person to person. Um, Typhoid cases, typhoid, Lord, typhus cases are more common in tropical and subtropical climates. Texas. California, and Hawaii have all reported cases to the CDC, Okay, but it's typically not seen in the U.S. Yeah, I was about to say that's so weird. So it says one of the easiest ways to keep you and your family safe from fleas is to keep your pets flea-free. Well, no shit. Everyone wants flea-free pets. Everyone wants flea-free everything. bastards will find their way. And once you get them, it's so hard to get rid of them. They're nightmares. Lice, so, fleas, yes. bed bugs. Ugh, why are we always, we're always we're talking always about gross. bugs. So flea species in the U.S. tend to feed on animals, but sometimes people are bitten when they share spaces or come into contact with flea-infested animals, according to the CDC. I had no idea this was a thing. Me either. This is the first I've learned. I knew that ticks carried diseases. I guess we should have known because the, wasn't the bubonic plague started from fleas? I thought that was rats. From rats, I meant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but fleas on rats. Fleas on rats. No, for real. I think fleas bite the rats and the rats get it. Mm. It doesn't matter. Anyways, fleas are disgusting to me in particular. Ugh, I'm itchy. They, mm. It makes you wonder, do dogs not get sick if they've been bitten by this? Because, you know, they'd be scratching the shit out of themselves. Well, I don't know because, like, my dog takes... A heartworm pill that had a heartworm preventative that also has flea medicine in it. And he wears one of those collars, which technically a flea can get on them. And if it bites them, the like their blood 
has that medicine and, it'll just... and the flea dies. Oh. Well. So technically they can still get, I don't know. Well. Maybe not a typhus flea. I don't have no idea. There, there's my story. Gross, gross, gross. Well, it's crazy that mosquitoes can give them heartworms. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I thought if, well, at least for well, cats. Well, I started to say, I thought if they drink the water, it can cause many different things. I think can Ugh. cause heartworms, but Mm-mm. but I guess humans can get sick from mosquito bites too, right? Yeah, malaria. Basically, any bug can give Those you. Just don't let anything bite you. Bugs in in Arkansas. That's easier said than done. Here. We're not the bug capital of the world. There's probably somewhere worse. I feel like we are. But we're probably close. We're probably in the top percent of bug capitals. It's a nightmare. I have a story about a man in Fort Worth who is reportedly sneaking around in the middle of the night wreaking havoc, but not in a way you'd expect. So this made the news last fall in October of 2022. There's been no new news about it. So I'm going to assume he's still out there. A mystery man in Fort Worth, Texas has been trimming other people's trees late at night and has officially been dubbed Edward Scissorhands by the neighbors. What? Yeah, he's he was caught on several home surveillance cameras. He's usually seen around 3 a.m. with an off-leash dog in tow. Trimming trees. Mm-mm. The problem with this pruner is that he can say <laughs> he takes too much off of some of the trees. He doesn't do the best job. And also, people aren't wanting their trees trimmed. Oh, my gosh. And I saw pictures. They're small trees, like they had recently been planted in the neighborhood, which they probably don't even need to be trimmed yet. But some say it's a liability issue, and they don't want the guy getting hurt on their property, which I get. People are so happy these days. Oh, yeah. Others say they're all liable for those trees per their HOA. So if something happens to the tree, everybody is paying hundreds of dollars per tree for it to be replaced. Some of the neighbors have filed police reports, but the man's identity remains unknown. On some nights, he hits up a dozen or so trees. 3 a.m. Walking around with pruners. One victim, for lack of a better word, said, he starts trimming the trees and admiring his work and kind of stepping back. We really just want him to stop doing this. And like I said, I wasn't able to find a single recent article about this. So maybe he stopped before he was caught. But as far as I know, he's still a mystery man. Isn't that just weird? I mean, there are worse things. There are absolutely worse things. I'm like, if you want to come over three o'clock in the morning and trim my tree... <laughs> The problem is, though, <laughs> just he can trim a lot off some trees and he just leaves the branches there. So it's like debris they have to deal with. Then they have to clean up after it. Yes. Yeah. It's so weird. Mm-mm. What a weird thing to Maybe, do. Yeah, that's weird. He must think he's doing them a favor. Or I don't know. That's a half-assed Robin it's, Hood. It's strange. Yeah, you could do better things. Come okay, on. come on. Well, it's my last one. Okay. And it's just for you. Okay. No more bugs, please. No more bugs. A creepy rocking horse with a haunted past is going up for sale later this month. Hmm. But the owner has issued an ominous warning. It's a child's rocking horse, and it's heavily worn, and it goes on sale July the 30th. Oh, man, this will air after. Um, At the Canterbury Auction Galleries, with an estimated value of... 200 to 300 euros, which is about 220, 320 in U.S. dollars. Hmm. 
It's thought to have belonged to a moderately famous British medium who used it to summon spirits from the other side. Wow. The vendor's grandfather was a trance medium slash ghost hunter in the 40s. And the horse was used for seances. <laughs> he believed a young girl named Yay. Angela's spirit played with the toy horse after he raised her from beyond. Ooh. And she liked to rock on it. And this has forced the current owner, known only as Kelly, to come forward and warn of its past and some of its more disturbing recent actions. Kelly, who is the great-granddaughter of the Ghost Whisperer, said, I really feel like whoever bids on this should know, even though it might put some people off, they should be aware that that's what this is used for. Her mother took her to her first seance when she was just 15. So the whole family's Those were super, the days. super yeah. spiritual. My mother still hasn't taken me to a seance. Mine either. Mm, that's not okay. So Kelly is now a holistic therapist living in the UK and has since renounced spiritualism mm. and has found Christianity. Okay. So her new faith is what has prompted her to remove the spooky pony from her home. Okay, but can't she, like... Pray over it. What does that or, have to do with... And get rid of the bad... I don't know. Can you not be both? Can you not... Can you not read the Bible and also have an heirloom? I know. A, I mean... I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I think that's kosher, but who's to say? She says, I remember playing on it as a child and it never bothered me. Okay. Then. But she says, it. I'm just not drawn to it, though. It's an heirloom. Right. I mean, come on. She does admit that she has heard the horse rocking and is adamant, though, that she'd never seen it move by itself, which is a rumor that it will move mm -hmm. around the house. She said it's often quite loud as if someone is walking around up there, but no one's there. I'm sure people will think I'm crazy. I just feel very uneasy having it about the place, especially with my daughter here. So she's got a little girl, but she says her little girl's not interested in it either. So, the oh. horse is officially listed as an early 20th century dappled gray rocking horse, and it has, like, turned pine supports and a trestle base. So, it's yeah. your old-style yeah, cool. rocking I mean, horse. You can buy yeah. it for your baby. Oh, boy. It's probably really expensive. I just told you how much it was. 220 to $320. Oh, that's not that expensive. But then you have to ship it from the UK. Oh, that that's more than the cost of the horse. They add... Whatever it sells for, there is a 27% buyer's premium on top of that. What? Yes. So, anyways, you wouldn't buy this. If it was here. If it was here, I'd consider if it. If you saw this at an estate sale. Well, if I would have to, I wouldn't just buy and they it without were like, the story. Hey, this, this Rocky horse is haunted. So, I went to this one estate sale that had a lot of creepy things. And there was a portrait of, you know, back in the day when a family was dead and they took a picture like a, of them. Yeah, and it was like legit. They were dressed up and dead in the picture. And I was like, this is so freaking creepy. And it was legit, like original and everything. It was kind of expensive, like 200 and something bucks, like for a picture. How big was it? It was pretty big. Like 11 by 14? Bigger like than the picture that. Behind bigger you. than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a 16 by 20? Almost. Not that big, but in between. But 
I showed it to Samuel. He's like, let's go back and get that. And I'm like, are you joking? And it was no. sold already. Well, yeah. You found a treasure and left it. I know. There's certain things. I want to yeah. go to an estate sale. Let's go to one. Let's I love one. estate sales. When it's cooler. I haven't been to a good one in a minute, though. I, I love the old Victorian houses mm-hmm. that have them. Oh, my gosh. I used to do that with my dad. Love an estate had, sale. We had the best time. Have you ever owned anything that you thought maybe haunted? No. Um, I have a lot of stuff I've purchased from estate sales. And you, you've never but felt I've like... I've never felt any connection or anything weird. Well, when I bought those bookends from that flea market, <laughs> I'm 100% convinced that there's something... They've never done anything. They just sit there and they just sit there. do their job. They, just hold, they the hold the books. They hold the books. Yeah. So we got some write-ins this week. We love it. Kate listened to our July patron episode. And you know how I talked about how Death Valley is super dangerous, but due to car accidents? Mm-hmm. She said her grandparents actually got stuck in Death Valley back in the 60s. She said their car broke down <gasps> while they were on a road trip. And they had their little Maltese dog with them, and they were stuck for hours using water to keep the dog cool and hydrate as much as they can without running out. But luckily, a car ended up driving by hours later and found them. Thank God. This is before cell phones and everything. So, yeah, Death Valley is not to be well trifled with. My Patreon for August is about a family... That breaks down in Death Valley and what happens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Wait, how far up does Death Valley go? Why are you? I told you I had never been there. It's, I don't know. Somebody tell us. <laughs> People are screaming. No, it's, I shouldn't have asked. Because aren't we in Washington next week? Yeah, but this is the Patreon. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. That's why I was confused. My oh, bad, my hell bad. no. It's I not thought that it, big. No, 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 I no. thought you were asking me never like. Never mind. Well, that's interesting. I'll be looking forward to hearing that. Jay Ashley wrote in and said she's on the same wavelength as you because she's about to rewatch all the Insidious movies in preparation for the new one. She also loved the movie Vivarium, the movie I said I didn't like. God, every time I see that on my TV, I want to watch it. It's on Netflix now. and Watch it. I mean, I didn't like it. She liked it. You can be a tiebreaker. Just kidding. I mean, it's... I'm going to do it. I get why you'd like it. I think it started out really well. It just got... Annoying for me. I don't know how else to put it without giving anything away. Maybe it's your pregnancy hormones. That's true. That is true. I was noticing the other day I was getting annoyed much easier. <laughs> Cheryl, our patron, Aaliyah's sister, wrote in. So Aaliyah is who wrote in all the creepy places in Georgia to visit. Well, Cheryl said she can vouch for Okani. Oh boy. I. You'd think I'd know how to pronounce that by now. Oconee Cemetery, the Sutton House in Lake Lanier. She said, We were scared to pass the Sutton House in Oglethorpe Avenue because that's the way we had to get to Bishop Park. We would all walk as a group, and when we got to that house, we would run past it. It gives you that eerie feeling. Every once in a while, you can see the figure of Mrs. Sutton in the window above the balcony. There's a movie about Lake Lanier coming out on September 19th. I saw that. I haven't seen that yet, I'll, or the previews I saw yet. the previews, yeah. Very cool. They covered a whole city, and some died with the city. What? People have come up missing in Lake Lanier, and nobody knows why. People said they have felt like something is grabbing them and by their ankles and pulling them down. I personally get a feeling like you aren't supposed to be here. 
People have said that they see the lady whose car went off the dam, went off in the dam walking around. My friend and I went and visited my friend's boyfriend's grave at the Okanee Cemetery and some crazy stuff started happening. She put a cigarette on his grave, not like she, you know, threw it down and stomped on it. They didn't have a light, so they stuck it up. So they just stuck it up in the in the ground. And then when they got to the car, it was smoking. They saw smoke coming out of it. What? Yeah, that's what she says. People have said you can hear people at night talking and see figures move across the cemetery. I've never been at night, though, she said. That's super creepy. That is creepy. Now for a more serious one. Last one. Well, before you get started sure. on that one... I watched the new Insidious. Oh, how was it? Uh, it wasn't bad. What's it on? My legally downloaded Fire Stick. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen previews for that being in theaters, though. It is. Oh, no. That, that's where I first saw it was oh. whenever I took Max to see that teenage, I was a teenage Kraken or whatever <laughs> cartoon <laughs> Oh, yeah, movie. that's right. That's right. And so, I saw the movie posters up. Got it. So got it. I it's, did watch it. Okay. It's not bad. No nightmares. Well, that's good. So, but I didn't, I thought that the last key, I think that's the one right before it. I thought it was a little spookier. Hmm. But that's just my opinion. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it. I'd watch it again. Yeah. I need to catch up, I think, on the other ones too first. I think that's a good idea because I don't remember anything about the, those movies. So, a listener that would like to remain anonymous sent us an email that said she's from a small town in Oklahoma and wants to spread the word about a case. It's something that we'll have to look more into, but in the meantime, I did want to just mention it on here. Okay. She said that on July 8, 2013, 17-year-old Molly Miller and 21-year-old Colt Haynes were last seen in Wilson, Oklahoma, and they were involved in a high-speed car chase with James Con Nip as the driver. What a name. James Con. Yeah. I love his acting. C O N N N I P P. James Con Nip. She attached a link about it and I'll send it to you. What was the name again? Molly what? Molly Miller. I'm looking this up. Sorry, you hear me writing. And Colt Haynes. Colt Haynes and Molly Miller. So she attached a link and I'll add that to our show notes, but she said several podcasts. People and even news stations have conveyed misconstrued information about the suspects and Elio that worked on this case. During the chase, Nip got up to 120 miles per hour and the police lost them. According to Nip, after he parked the car, Molly and Colt went off in one direction into the woods and he went another way. A few hours later, Molly called 911 but hung up before telling them anything. Colt was injured that night and called several friends, saying he broke his ankle and was lying in a ditch near Long Hollow Road. His friends went searching for him, even while he was still on the phone, yelling his name, and he kept saying, I can't hear you. He was saying where he was, and they're like, we're looking for you, we can't hear you. And meanwhile, Molly called several friends and relatives, saying she was in a field and needed to be picked up. Those calls were the last they were ever heard of. They have not been heard or seen since. And two weeks after they went missing, the car they were in with Nip was found wrecked in a field near the entrance of Long Hollow Road, which is near where those friends were looking for them. And in January of 2014, Nip and his girlfriend, 
Sabrina Fincher Graham were arrested for various charges. He was convicted of endangering civilians as a result of the police chase and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. He and Graham have not been cooperative with the police investigations. Authorities suspect foul play in Molly and Colt's disappearances, but this case remains unsolved. So there is a Up and Vanished episode oh. about this that I am going to watch tonight. Interesting, because she has said that podcasts have misconstrued info. I wonder what information, and I'll ask her. That's very... What information has been misconstrued. That is so bizarre. Oh, I'm so... They're both calling friends, and their friends are looking for them. He even says that that long, you know, whatever road, mm -hmm. and they're screaming his name, and he's like, I can't hear you. Well, I mean, clearly it's aliens. We can all agree. It's freaking weird. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that for sure. She sent us a blog that was written by, oh gosh, I can't remember. She sent us a link. I'll link it up and I'll send it to you that has a whole a whole thing written about it. But yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Uh, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awful, but it's very, yeah. I'm very interested. Yeah, I am too. Anything wacky happened to you this week? Um, no, no, thank God. No one told me I was pregnant or looked pregnant, <laughs> but it's just Tuesday, so. <gasps> oh, my gosh. The week is young. Well, I had something very wacky happen. Go. What? It's Friday night. Samuel and I go out to listen to a local artist we like is re releasing a new album. So we're like, let's go to Whitewater Tavern and oh, listen fun. to him. And we did, and it was really good. Well, before we left, we're like, you know, Rody's been really good lately. He doesn't tear anything up when we're gone. He doesn't. He's done nothing bad while we're out of the house, so let, we don't have to crate him. Let's just yeah let him roam. He usually just sleeps in the kitchen, find whatever. So we go to the show. We're gone for a couple of hours. We get home, and we come in the back door mm -hmm. because that's where we parked. As soon as we walk in the door, there's blood, blood drops, like quarter size and then other smaller sizes around it. And I'm like, uh, first thing in my mind goes to Jack's. Yeah. Something happened to the cat. Yeah. And so I walk into the kitchen and immediately see more blood, even bigger spots. And so now I'm like, oh, my God. Brody or Jax, something's happened. Something terrible's happened. We walk into the living room and the lights are still off at this point. It's almost midnight. Everything's dark and we don't know where Brody is. He always is either in the kitchen or the living room. You don't leave your lights on? Um, not in the living room. We didn't oh. have it on because we left through the back. Okay. We had all those lights on, okay. but not the living room. Anyway, so we're, I'm freaking out because I'm like, where's Rody? Why isn't he here? Like, yeah. And he's deaf, so it's not like we can call his name <laughs> and he comes. So I'm freaking out. Where's Rody? Where's Rody? So then we go through like our house. Basically, you can make a circle through the whole thing. Going through all the rooms looking for him. Can't find him. Finally, we get to the very end, which is our bedroom and the lights off. He's on the bed asleep, but it's freaky because he's asleep, you know. We turn the lights on. Blood is all over the bed, <sighs> all over our carpet. I mean, I'm talking everywhere. We immediately freak out. Rody wakes up kind of like, hey, guys. And I'm like, what the heck? So we're looking all over his body. And we notice that on both of his, his front legs, near his kind of near his paws, he has like slits. I thought he had been knifed or something. Knife? Like it looked like 
Because it was like an edge of something. It wasn't self-inflicted. Well, obviously. Well, I mean, like, you know how a dog can gnaw themselves or itch a hot spot and it bleeds. It was not self Like, you could tell. I'm like, this is sharp. This is a knife or something. This is a cut. So we were freaking out. We're like, oh, my God. So we're immediately like, someone's in the house or something. You know what I mean? So we start walking toward the living room, turn on the light, and there's a busted window. Beside our front door. I would have thought someone was in my house. So long story short, we've had this guy that claims he's a bishop collecting money for the homeless, but he's not really. We don't think a bishop. He knocked on our door at 10 something at night, freaked me out. And we thought immediately, this guy broke into our house and hurt, hurt, hurt our dog. Yeah. First thing we thought of. Sure. And then we're freaking out, of course. There's blood where near the glass. And then it occurs to me. The glass is on the outside of the house, like someone broke out of the house. Like if you punched a a, uh-huh. a window. It wasn't inside. The glass was not inside at all. It was all outside. And then it dawned on us. He saw something like outside. Maybe it was a cat. Maybe it was a person uh-huh. walking by, ran at that window, put his body weight on it, and smashed through the window. That's why he has been wrists from the glass. <sighs> God, it's a good thing he didn't get out and like run off. Yeah. He, and you could tell by the blood pattern, it was instead of we thought it was like leaving, it was actually coming that he didn't start bleeding much until he got to the um like dining room area. Mm-hmm. So he immediately left after he hurt himself. Yeah. Aww. And then got in our bed and was like, you know, so luckily he's okay. It was surface scratches, really. But we had to bandage his wrists up, basically, and put him in a cone. And he was so ashamed. He's never exhibited any amount of remorse for any of his actions or shame. Like, he's naughty, doesn't care. He wouldn't even look at me. He was cowering down. And he went and, like, stood behind Samuel and was hiding from me. He knew he did it. He did something wrong, and it was bad. He knew it hurt him. It was a mistake. That's he was so, so ashamed. Sad. He was just like cowering around and he wouldn't even. And when he knew we were talking about it, he was just putting his head in different directions. So we couldn't even be like mad at him. But it sucks because it's going to take two weeks for someone to fix our side window by our front door, which really sucks. We're going to lose a lot of cold air. But he's okay. Like, Whose dog breaks or tries to break you know, out of the house? You know how he jumps. Yes. I wonder if that's, that's exactly. what he did. And it could have been a weak spot in the window. Yeah. And just the way he hit it with his nail or something, just boom. Splintered it, yeah. I looked at the ring to try to see mm-hmm. what he could have been looking at. The ring didn't catch anything at the time. So it could have been someone out of distance. Like, just all it would have taken was someone walking by the street, walking their dog, you know? Or... It was aliens. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's lost time. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, really? These animals, I swear to God. I never catch a break. Yeah, he's good. He hopefully won't do that again. No, he won't. Lessons learned. He was like, I screwed up, Mom. I screwed up bad. (laughs) It was funny after the fact, seeing him. With his little taped up wrists and with the big cone on. It was just like, he was so cute and pitiful. Hard to explain. Probably but hurts. Yeah. We gave, him, hurts. we gave him some Tylenol and stuff too and doggy doses. doses, But he's okay. He's just under, under watch. 
until his wrist healed. His girl interrupted. Oh, his girl interrupted. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Join us next week for more tales of wacky crimes and criminals to help you get through your week. Bye. Bye.